Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 17, Gaming Wars, Rise of the Digital Empire. With me, George, as always joined by Tom, Luke High Street Walker, to my boss Nas season pass. <laughs> How's it going? I'm okay, mate. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank it's you. It's a bit warm, isn't it? A bit warm out there. Not in the bunker, though, Tom. Well, no, it's cold in here. Question. Let's get straight to it. Do you or I want to let the new wave of listeners, because, yeah, there's a new wave, because you guys rewarded us most wholeheartedly. So we'll just give you a quick rundown. So in a minute, I'm going to ask Tom what he's been playing. Then he'll ask me what I've been playing. Then we're going to go into the news, of which we've scoured the darkest, Tom, darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. Then we slip down the greasy pole of the show into the feature, the veg and meat of the show. And then we go to the, let's face it, we don't want to face it, but the most popular <laughs> part of the show, listener Stingray. And then once we've done a round-the-world take on everybody's retro pickups, Tom, the big man arrives, opens up his boot, and we pick through his boot, Stingray's boot, a.k.a. the new releases. And then we, by that point in time, exhaustedly ask each other what we've been playing before making our excuses and getting the hell out of here. Absolutely. Um, Are you I awake? Get, I am. I just uh, I think we should say <laughs> we should say a thank you to uh, we put out a big call to arms last week trying to we did. get some new listeners, subscribers, get us higher in the charts. We and, tried to assail you, the top ten, didn't we? <coughs> we did. We, we didn't quite make it, but I think that's still within reach. Negative, negative. Just impacted on the side. Yeah, but no worries because we appreciate it. And we do. So just a big more thank you, people in the party now. We have. So yeah, welcome new all... listeners. Let me stop you. What's up? The key, the lock, turns. What you've been playing? Uh, I've been playing mainly Overwatch. I'm not even going to lie that I've been playing anything else. Um, you were meant to lie. Yeah, meant to make up games that I haven't yeah. played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even ones that haven't come out yet. Yeah, I've been playing a bit yeah, of uh, Last of Us 2. And, uh, oh, right. Yeah, no, uh, Stingray release that was. I was going to say we finished that twice. Yeah. Good old stingers. Yes, yeah. What else you got? Um, honestly, nothing this week for me, other than odd games on Overwatch. Okay. That's really bad. I think I, 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 I tell you what I did. I'll just, <clears throat> just to explain a bit more. I was looking at buying a new game, and I looked at a couple of titles. If anyone's played these, I'd really appreciate any feedback. So the titles were, um, they are billions. The zombie real-time strategy game and Subnautica, both on PS4. Uh, they were both sort of low-priced titles. You ain't got the patience for Subnautica. Yeah, I, I've heard this Not a without of... a story pulling you through like yeah. a special Fisher-Price My First Game. <laughs> Subnautica, as good a game as it is. And I is it one of those games that. when you were playing with Make the Story in a Head as we played it? There is story there, but there's a lot of time when you're just left to your own devices. Right, okay. And I think you fill those gaps in yourself. Yeah. It's, uh, I've not played it, but I've seen a lot of streams, and it reminds me very much of a one landlocked No Man's Sky. The yeah. planet's huge, don't get me yeah. wrong. The exploration down through the depths <clears throat> looks incredible. I just know you. You get that all excited. You get home, and you're probably buying it digital. Yeah. A la the feature today. Yeah. And you'll be, uh, you'll, You'll have a go on it. You'll be a couple of hours and then you'll be back to Overwatch, Red Dead Redemption and 
Battle for Middle Earth, I should imagine. <laughs> no danger. If only I could get that running again and get on some servers. Um, so oh, it looks like it's, they will be billions then. Oh, they are billions. There's a million other games you could get. You could get American Fugitive. You could get Shakedown Hawaii. The king of the indies, Tom, surely, stands atop <laughs> this podcast and basks and shouts <laughs> the glory of these glorious indie titles that you... You get in the midst of. We'll have to have a look in Stingray's boot, won't we, and see what's coming up this week. See where there's anything worthy. Well, let's just hope that. Anyway, Bluebird's boot is full of treasure this week. It usually is. Uh, what have you been playing? Well, I'm going to shock you here. Um, I've been having a. I've been picking up Call of Duty's recently because they're like 25p each. So I started on the Whoa. PS2. Whoa. Uh, and I've picked up the CODs on there. Uh, Hold the press. I know. I know. We're a big fan of two, though, aren't we? And, yeah, the only and problem, the first Modern Warfare. The only problem with the ones on the PS2 is not one of them is a recreation of the Xbox 360 version of yeah. Call of Duty 2. So all those high spots that we were kind of looking for, they're not I there. Th- I think did they they um, kind of fell by the wayside a bit compared to the Medal of Honor games in that era. Because yeah, I remember getting I, that Medal yeah. of Honor where you do the Normandy Beach landing and everyone was saying it was like, this is the best it will ever be mm. for a for a war simulation game. Mm. Have you played that? No. Recently. No. You and two others storm the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not easy that, work though. for the boys. Yes, Omaha was a cakewalk. Yeah. Um, and well, so I've been playing that. So I was trying to start some else through on that, give the kids a bit of a history lesson, not only in World War Two but in retro gaming as well. What by taking down Hair Panzer? It was, no, well, the only bit we did was the Russian one, uh, yeah. but that was quite educational. Like we stormed the beach, we didn't have a weapon to start with, which was yeah, that could have been the real life yeah. Russia. Uh, and then we went through, and there was some streets to street fighting, which was quite exciting, <clears> but it's no way near as good as the one on three sixty. Yeah. Um, what else have we been playing? I'm banned from mentioning it, although it's the Overwatch podcast. As far as Tom's concerned, I'm not you allowed. Can have your the reason why we get probably a couple of hits on YouTube is the fact that I've put Minecraft is the best game in the town. <laughs> but you can't allow it. It's mantra. Um, you were going to rip me for having the library of Minecraft. I spotted those books. over there earlier. I was going to. I was thinking about waiting to bring it into the show. Well, let me tell you, the so game is that they? complicated. If you think that you can just get in and play that game and explore everything, you're wrong. You need that little. Handy survival. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What blocks this? How do I make that? Next week, you'll be coming in in a Minecraft t-shirt and a mug. I'm looking. Let me tell you one thing is for a fact. Before this month is done, I will buy some PewDiePie Minecraft merch. And I will wear it How is he partnered with them? No, I don't think so. He's He's just just done his take on... He's got some characters in the game that he's created as he's gone along. He's got t-shirts of his dog. Oh, that's cool. And his horse, Jürgen. He's a nice guy, isn't he? He's Felix. He's a, he, I tell you what, he's out of a lot of, I suppose, celebs they are really these days. Mm. He's actually quite a good role model. Felix seems like a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of furore about him, but I think that was created by people who didn't really understand what he was trying to do. As it mostly is. Yeah. With those situations. As is this podcast. Type. Yeah, we're rambling and uh, we and need to... And before I get any further, yeah, before we sat down in the BBC studio to record this third-rate podcast that we call. Uh, Tom's sipping his chilled water, the ice <laughs> tingling in the glass. Hopefully you heard that at home. I'm, I'm sipping, warm, up, I'm sipping warm juice out of a beaker and he's sipping <laughs> chilled gin out of a glass. How the other half live. 
Days Gone also been putting more into that. I think I'm finally now oh, in what you would call When you finish that game, the PS5 will be out. Yeah, but Tom, <laughs> I'm not one of these people that says, yeah, I've finished it. On easy, having done none of the side missions. When mm. that game gets done... Those guys. It's going to get done. It's just about the achievements for them, isn't it? Or trophies. No, it's not even about that, though, is it? Because <laughs> if it was, they would finish it. But for people like you, mm. Tom, it's about going to work and saying that you finished Red Dead Redemption this <laughs> week. Oh, you know me so well. well. I do. And that was news to the fans, or maybe it wasn't. But now, Tom, it's time for the news. We scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, Tom. Do you want to take this one? No, Tom? I don't. No, I want to take the next one, if that's all right. Okay, well, that's you rounding out both bits at the end of the news. We could have had round and about, but no. Sorry. I'll pull on your milk-stained onesie, have a little sniff of the crotch area... It's about time Mumsy put this through the wash, Tom, <laughs> because your personal hygiene certainly doesn't smell like this onesie's seen anything clean for a long time. But I'm wearing it because it's what we wear when we do the Nintendo news. Nintendo drifts round the bend, but not in a good way. Last week, a class action lawsuit was officially filed. Well, we already know why Tom doesn't want this, because it's got four bigger boy words in it. It was officially <laughs> filed against Nintendo of America for its Switch Joy-Con drifting issues. Nintendo offered no response. They have now provided a statement to The Verge concerning the issue. It details that Nintendo is aware of recent reports and urges any Switch owners experiencing issues to contact its support webpage. And we would advise you guys do exactly the same if you want to get this fixed legitimately you're gonna to have to get on there and get hold of their support team and they've released a statement at nintendo we take great pride in creating quality products and we continuously making improvements to them we are aware of recent reports that some joy con controllers are not responding correctly we want our consumers to have fun with nintendo switch and if anything falls short of this goal we always encourage them to visit www.supportnintendo.com so we can help and just so you lovely Switch owners out there in the listenership are aware, this is the official lawsuit. CSK and D have filed a class action lawsuit against Nintendo of America, Inc. Nintendo for claims relating to alleged defects in the Joy-Con controllers that are part for the Nintendo Switch gaming consoles. The complaint filed in the United States District Court or the Western District of Washington alleges that the joysticks on Joy-Con controllers are defective leading users to experience drift issues. Specifically, the complaint alleges that the joystick on the Joy-Con controllers will automatically register movement when the joystick is not being joystick is not being controlled by the user and interfere with gameplay. The complaint filed on behalf of purchases of Switch and Joy-Con controllers brings claims under various consumer protection statutes as well as various warranty and common law claims. Hmm. I feel like this is a problem that could have been sorted through social media of enough people complaining on, I don't know, the official Nintendo page and saying, look, this is a problem, please can you patch it or get it sorted? I think, like, trying to... In well, it obviously has involved a lawsuit now. It's It just seems a bit serious, really. Tom, how serious can it actually be? This lawsuit was filed in America. They filed lawsuits for la for like one half of a gram less ketchup in a sachet. <laughs> they will sue you for looking at you the wrong way. Mm. If their Speaking coffee's of... one degree too hot, their mouth's been burnt. You're getting sued. Mm. 
I don't think this is really anything to worry about. And who? What good Samaritan decided on behalf of all Switch owners? Did they did they confer with you? To take I, Nintendo I, I to would court not hear on any, behalf... I would not hear anything bad said about it. So well, you're not in the onesie and you didn't want to read this news. No, because it's bad news for him. Well, I think press, you're sacked, so Nintendo fan. You're sacked. Am I? I'm the fanboy now. <sighs> I'm not taking this onesie off. I've grown accustomed to the smell. It's almost like a musk. I can't... You know when you sometimes smell a bad smell and you can't stop smelling it and you like kind of get some enjoyment out of it? Like if someone does a trumpet, like, oh, it stinks. You need, your immediate reaction is to go... It's to sniff at it. Why is that? I don't know. It's very strange. It is very it? strange. Oh, that's going to smell. You're like, oh, yeah. I can't, oh, I can smell it. Yeah. Why did you sniff at that? So I found myself sniffing at your onesie. It's a little strange. As for this Nintendo news, what are the listeners going to do with that? Sit down, relax, throw their Joy-Cons a wall if they're not working, <laughs> and then maybe wait and find out what the outcome of this is, because at the moment it's all a little bit... I think if you got onto Nintendo, you'd get some new Joy-Cons, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. I think that's the cheapest solution. Give us this next bit of news then, Tom. Uh, take a pinch of salt. No, actually take a truck full. Red Dead Aliens and a remake of the original. So this is a rumour we've picked up on. Um... Put your four hats on for this Rockstar rumour. Time for some crazy Red Dead Redemption 2 DLC theories. And this latest trumps any Area 51 stuff. A Reddit poster claims that they know an insider. Oh, those classic guys. My uncle works for Nintendo, don't you know? Well, that answers all the questions yeah. that all the fans have had about <laughs> you, doesn't it? Um, an environmental artist, no less, over at Rockstar. He's apparently working on some out-there Red Dead Redemption 2 story DLC. The rumoured DLC will see Arthur Morgan tackle Little Green Men. The developer has a history of all things Xenomorph in the Easter eggs across all its games. Um, I think they do, don't they? Um, they those ones in GTA, so... Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, they're, there's they're definitely some legs in that being a true... Yeah. That being... Well, I said Less that being a true. What am I doing? More facts. Bring me some of that salt. <laughs> Pour it on yourself. Oh, hang on a minute. Salt pinch. Very good. As you uh, were. The second part of the rumour seems more believable, though, as it states that Rockstar has also been working on a full redo of the original Red Dead Redemption, using Red Dead Redemption 2's engine. The eagle-eyed tin hat wearers among you may remember, speculations became rife since December last year when Red Dead Redemption 2 audio glitch gave suggestions that Rockstar was up to something. The poster signs off with the fact that Red Dead Redemption uh, remake will be with us sometime around December 2020 <laughs> or January 2021. That sure feels an age away, so like all good conspiracies, this will take a while to disprove. Does this mean we will see Arthur and the Martians before? Is this just insane ramblings, or is it no stranger than no stranger than the zombie-based DLC of the original, or dissimilar to the Cowboys vs. Aliens movie we saw a few years back? Mm, that's what I thought. You know, <clears throat> Cowboys versus Aliens actually was a pretty fun romp. If you were at Rockstar, you'd probably be like, yeah. we could do something with that. It's a strange one for them to go back to, isn't it? There's obviously odd nods to alien uh, visits in the game. Well, in that one, um, in two especially, there is yeah. actually visual of yeah. it, isn't there? Yeah, in that um, small building where all the skeletons are. Um, I think the, the remake of one is, it's got to be surely happening. They've got that whole map. Admittedly, you can't I, go I to the personally, Mexico side I personally, without glitching. Like, yes. If you're playing, or maybe if you're playing it on Xbox One X with the with the backwards compatibility and 4K support, mm. one asked the question: Why they would need to remake it? I think 
what I'd like to see, and I'm going to chuck this out there, this will happen, like many of my predictions. Oh. Cast your eyes into the Mystic Ball, because you will see Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2 as a pack on PS5 and the next Xbox. And that will include a Red Dead Redemption remake. So you'll have both games... Much on like this next... rumour, Tom, going to take a while to disprove so you can roll out your yeah. celebrity gaming status for a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Yeah. Switch meaning like that was a 50-50, that was, by the way. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the unofficial Overwatch Tom is Awesome podcast. Tom's been abusing his green screen privileges again, so over to him for this latest news. I'm really glad you read that first bit out so we'd have the whole... Third talking person. about myself in third person yeah. again. Tom uh, sees his name in a script. Instead of substituting with the word I, he just reads his whole name. <laughs> <laughs> Teasing us all weekend long on the official Overwatch Twitter account, Blizzard revealed the game's next hero. Meet Sigma, Hero 31 of Overwatch, who is revealed in a new Origin trailer. The animation, a sequence of events showing a scientist examining the science behind gravity and attempting to harness a black hole... Some uh, goes wrong during something goes wrong during the experiment, and Sigma is hospitalised. During the animations, he is haunted by a melody and the equations behind this, his scientific theses. We bet the ultimate reveal of Sigma at the end of the sequence. He's one big dude who uses anti-grav tech, but he's part of a terrorist organisation, Talon. This uh, partners him with Moira, Doomfist, Reaper, Widowmaker, and Sombra as part of the Talon team. So Sigma looks set to fill in the role of Tal- um, the Talon tank. We're sure we'll find out more soon. So um, <laughs> hot off the press, he has been confirmed as a, a barrier tank, which is what I play as an Overwatch. So I'm quite excited. Finally get another one of those because there aren't many in the game. <laughs> uh, he's Dutch, so they're keeping all the nationalities happy, I think. Oh, God. Another one. Um, not a Haitian this time. And yeah, saw some gameplay. It looks pretty cool. But I'll wrap that up because you are slowly losing patience with the look you're giving me. Every week we have Overwatch news, Tom. I know the game is able to make the news on a weekly... Well, no, tell a lie. There's only one other game that can make the news on a regular occasion. Oh, look, it's Red Dead Redemption. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Fans, if you want a gaming podcast that covers all the games... Other three than games, Overwatch and Red Dead Redemption 2 and Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth on the obscure Xbox 360, that's probably where you want to go. Enough of that inane twaddle. Tom, if the devoted listeners and their arrivals wanted to get in contact with us to say that news that Tom read out was rubbish, George's take on the Joy-Cons was not legitimate, I want to pull you down, you pair of nonsensical fools, how would they do that? Well, if they want to do that, they can direct messages on Instagram or on Twitter, or you can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. That's the place to send the saltiest of pain. Yeah, yeah. send it there. Where I can just junk it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, we've, they've listened to the preview of the show. They know what's coming. We've arrived at this section of the show. The sort of it's eye the of feature. the storm, isn't it, before we mm. leap into the feature. This week's feature... Gaming Wars, Rise of the Digital Empire. Feature. Always got to slap that on there, Tom. Mm-hmm. Makes us sound right. Third rate and amateur, just like we <laughs> like it. This week's feature is discussion about the way we buy games. As always, you guys got in touch to share those memories of game shops and your online store experiences, and we're including those to add a real personal touch to this story. 
Uh, we've had massive feedback for this, haven't we? So we're really happy. Thank you very Overwhelming. much. Overwhelming. And if we miss anyone um, out... Yeah, please don't take it personally. And the, the level of submission that we've received has been absolutely stellar. You're all obviously very keen to get a picture of Stingray for your downstairs toilet. Mm, don't forget, submission of the month. Yep. So from here on in, four weeks from now, someone... Well, three weeks, because we said four weeks last week. No, I've changed the rules. It was easy to work. <laughs> it is what we do. Keep stringing. No, 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 no. Unlike you, I don't Listeners. play with their emotions like a yo-yo. Okay. Like a cat with a ball of yarn. I respect it. So, last week was your practice run. This week's your first go. Two, three, four from now. Or maybe five from now, because then we need all the submissions. Then we need to scratch our heads like a couple of confused monkeys for a couple of hours while we decide who's going to be anointed the first winner. I think sometimes when we're reading them out in the feature, there are ones that we really like draw to and, and think, yeah, that's a really good point. And we should, I think what we'll do if we see those, we'll just make a mental note of them. No, don't use mental notes. We'll write on the script with crayon. Even more professional. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Keep yeah. it legit. So we find ourselves at a strange cross-section the once mighty high street, the peace, the place to peruse and dream about the next game or tech. Thing is, the high street, at least in large cities, is still alive. So what's happened? Why are physical game sales in decline? What does this mean to our hobby? The way we play and acquire games, build libraries and catalogue the hobby for future generations. Tom, you've got some stats there, matey. Why don't you wheel them out? So, um... 80% of video game sales are now digital here in the UK. Mm. New figures revealed by the Entertainment Retailers Association showcase this shift. That's that's um, a really big percentage, and I don't see that changing anytime well, until soon. I, until I researched I didn't realise it. I'm, I think we've mentioned it once before in the news, so it wasn't <laughs> yeah, like a complete surprise. No. But when I saw it, I was like, I, I live firmly in the, I'll buy it, physical camp. Mm. So to see that, when you don't live in the other camp, when you see some of these stats, you feel like strangely disproportioned from it all. You're like, that doesn't really... Is that right? Am I am I in that 20% minority yeah. that still buys games? The more time that passes and I get used to just being able to... I, I don't know, some of the smaller titles I bought on the PS4, I can just switch to them very quickly, not have to put a disc in. It's, mm. it, that's one it's of the nice. benefits, I would say, that's one of the benefits of if you ever use remote play like I do... Mm-hmm. If you've got a game that's on your dash, it means you can just load at any time. Yeah. Unless you think before Have you it. leave the house that day, oh, I better put X, Y, and Z in the tray so I can uh, play that okay. when I'm away for a week. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Mm. It's, so, not, it's not looking good for physical, is it? In a way. Say sorry. I'll say sorry. I'm sorry, so physical. Sorry, so physical. <laughs> Try saying that one with. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, one keen listener with an eye for the future, good old Davy Bones. He's chimed in on Insta and he says, nice. Honestly, I think it has to be inevitable that we go digital. I mean, we're halfway there. I bought the rare replay disc for Xbox One and it just downloaded the 360 versions. Little retails, it's retail stores, but I have a bunch of awesome retro stores by me. I miss physical, but as retro collector, I already have packed shelves. It could be beneficial to companies like Nintendo who seem to sacrifice graphics because of their odd choices. Mm. Davy Bones. Yeah, thanks anyway, for that. Back to it, uh, back to the uh, feature. They say of the 3.86 billion generated by the video game market in the UK in 2018, Tom, 3.9 billion was from digital and 770 million was from physical sales. 
either of those numbers appeared in your bank account tomorrow morning, you'd feel very happy with yourself. But <laughs> when would. stacked together <laughs> in, a a, down the in a versus battle, that's a pretty significant win for digital. Oh, yeah, massively. Mm. Um, again, quite shocking stats, really. Yeah, well, digital seemingly now rules video game sales in the UK. Uh, why don't you wheel out this one, Tom? He's one of our favourites, isn't he? he is. Always chiming in. One man not ha- happy with that, and he's one guy you don't want to get angry, Daddy Zilla. He's got in touch. He really despises digital-only games. I need my physical copies. Hosted services are not guaranteed to be around, and if something happens and you lose your library on an older system, you could be screwed. I still get out and hunt, and I still hit up the local game shop, and about about once a year, I hit up GameStop. There's no better feeling than finding that game in the wild that you so often seek. However, there is one game I wish they would do a real physical copy of, and that is Cuphead. Mm. Man after my own taste. Thank you, Daddy Zilla. Nice um, to hear from you, and nice yeah. that you're back. It, I think he raises a good point um, about if there was a massive crash, uh, like network crash, and you lost all your library. That is, yeah, it's not great, is it? Well, it's money you can't capitalise on. It's, and it's, it, yeah, I'm sure, like, obviously, PlayStation, Xbox, they would refund you, Nintendo the same, but if, it's just that sort of sudden loss of all your games you've got on there. And talking of daddies, now that Daddy Zilla's cleared the way, Tom, let's uh, talk about Game Boy Matty's father, a.k.a. Doogie McBain. What's he got to say for us? As a retro collector, I've always preferred physical copies, partly nostalgia of reading the manual on the drive home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, great times. However, recently I've become more accepting of digital... If I get an invite to an online game, I can just jump straight in instead of spending 10 precious seconds changing the disc. Certain games will always be bought physical, though. Shemu 3, for example. Yeah, nice points there. He's, he's obviously starting to diversify a bit and, and try out the digital... Um, you dip the, his toe in the yeah, water. Yeah, a, a good point there as well with loading up the online game. Um, I think a lot of the online multiplayer games I have, I've got digital. I think the I think the single story player driven games you just I want to get those on disc I probably always will. Mm. But then you trade them. Once they're completed, yeah. And see, they, if you buy a digital game, you can't trade it, can you? Yes. If you don't play too much of it within the first fourteen days, I believe there's a refund policy. Yeah, but there is. You know, I've never tested that. Have you? No, I, I'm sure it must be true to a certain extent because you could have um, younger family members probably download something by accident. Um, see, that's one of my biggest Like the best. time you told me someone downloaded Fortnite onto the console and you told me it wasn't you. you told me someone else. Oh, I thought you were being legit me making a joke about the fact that I had Fortnite on my console. No. As did you. And I've got children to blame it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that I don't think we're going to bring up in the feature, but I want to just bring it up now. Okay. I often find that I'll go to, we'll name them, like supermarkets, Tesco, Asda, Morrison, mm-hmm. Sainsbury's, wherever it is, and they've got a little video game section. Yeah. And they have those games, they sell them as lost leaders. Right. So you come in the store to buy the latest game, they 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 pretty much bet on you buying other products as you leave the store. So yeah. there's a strong chance you'll pick up a drink or whatever mm-hmm. it is, Monster Energy drink or some food or Rustless something burgers. else. 
So they sell the game at a loss in the hope that they bring you in, or a slight loss in the hope that they can bring you in and get you to buy this other stuff. So you can get a game for thirty nine ninety nine, And you yeah. think, oh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I want that digital so I can do remote play or it's not one I'm not overly bothered about having the box. And you get home and Sony and Xbox want 70 quid for the game. Yeah. What's going on there? And I mm-hmm. heard it was because they didn't want to upset the people who were currently retailing their hardware. So they wanted people to still come in and buy a physical copy of the game from GameStop yeah. and game and places like that. Mm-hmm. Even the supermarkets where you would go to buy a new console. Yeah. They try and make sure the online digital marketplace is more expensive to make sure there's still a reason to go tread the boards to the shops. Oh. Or is it a cash grab? Well, we were promised cheaper prices, weren't we, back in the day? And You're not driving a truck to the location. Yeah. You're not paying for a plastic box. Yeah. You're not extruding and burning a disc. Well, there's another thing there, isn't You're not there even like... printing that one sheet of paper that you get with a modern game anymore. Yeah. There is enough plastic in the world, isn't there? So that's another benefit of, of going digital. I'm not a fan of turtles. I want to see them choked out with ring pulls. <laughs> he is... A savage, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's a savage man. Anyway. Let's move on. But that was nice. That's a good point you've raised there. Yeah. Um, so where are we at? That digital revenue figure we mentioned, which includes microtransactions, DLC, subscription services, pay-to-play, as well as individual game sales, is up to 12.5% year-on-year. So that's pretty uh, sort of... They'll be getting a growth. pat on the back from the managers. That yeah, they would. Uh, while the physical revenue figure is down 2.8%. Overall, the total game sale revenue figure is up to 9.1% year on year. So, um, yet again, it's trumping the physical sales, isn't mm-hmm. it? Massively there. Uh, the shift from physical to digital for the video games market has been one of a slow move, but now the move has really gathered pace. So who's this? We've got oh, Gathering Pace. Gathering Pace with his digital collection, loyal fan Bobba Lobba. He says, being in a house of four gamers, we're inclined to buy digital, mainly for the game sharing feature, especially with multiplayer games that we all want to play. As two of us can play together, usually for less price than half, for less than the price of two physical copies, it's something only one of us is interested in, or it's more of a single player experience, we might be tempted to pick up a physical copy and save some money. But it's safe to say our physical collection is overshadowed by the digital library. It's nice to browse the library and launch a game without the arduous task of getting off the sofa and opening a game case. It seems that most of our listeners, Tom, are paralysed from the neck down (laughs) and make best use of um, these digital libraries. Bobalobo, the second person to say they don't like to get up from their sofa to change the disc. Hmm. I kind of agree with them, really. We shouldn't be like that. I'm throwing it out there, Bobalobo. I think you come from the generation that had to get up to press the button on the TV to change channel, much like myself. And you can't get up to change a disc? Yeah, but it makes it sound like a thing that's stuck in the past changing the disc, doesn't it? It's very... Does it? Yeah, it makes it very old-fashioned. What, you have to get up and put a, a disc in the machine? Tom, you can't even turn on a laptop. Mm. Why are you? Why are you? You're such an enigma. You'll embrace digital downloads, <laughs> but you can't even defrag your watch. <laughs> I wish I know what that meant. 
Does it mean reset the time? It doesn't mean anything. It's okay. A combination of bamboozle words that threw you completely off the scent. Come off the road like a... <laughs> I don't know. So he embraces like an 18 digital, This is a man who embraces digital media when he can't even work social media. Mm. That's good. You're a very strange enigma. Yes. In fact... I like what I like, and I don't like I would say that you're like. rather slim, anemic-looking physical collection is the reason why most of these providers are moving towards a digital space. Do you know what I'm going to say here, Tom? What's that? You're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I, d- I do trade a lot of games, though, and I think that fact of not being able to trade digital is a big thing for me mm. because I can't always afford to buy the next big release so I know I can go to my physical very mediocre physical game collection what games you got in that? I don't know I probably let's not name them all I've probably got 10 PS4 games and 12 Switch games rough count what game are you playing the most? digital copy of Overwatch bing bong I do believe Tech Mike Reviews has won a car shampoo and valeting set from Brian's Garage. That's unofficial controller podcast bingo. Yeah, we, let's get. We, we could turn it. it into a drinking game for the adults. Oh, we, really? I think if Tom, if they, if it was, they'd have got out. They would have barely got out the news, able to walk. <laughs> so be anyway. thankful for small mercies. Yes, moving on. Seemingly, though, there is a blip in these stats and large play games from the likes of EA and Activision Physical is still very much the medium of choice, we guess. This is through the easy uh, proliferation in supermarkets, as our American cousins call the grocery stores. Yeah, I kind of alluded to that earlier. You're doing your weekly shop somewhere that you've probably got to go. The high street isn't somewhere you've got to go. I think a lot of the physical games media in the UK is getting bought in supermarkets. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, all of the titles, it seems, though, digital dominates. Mm. Mm-hmm. Overall, the ERA's data paints yet another grim picture for the physical video game sales market in the UK. Game and GameStop over the pond have now, however, have responded by to declining sales by trying to refocus their brands into esports and user experiences. Just a point of note to put this into perspective, the ERA only tracks software. So there is the lost dynamic of profits from the actual consoles and hardware itself. Mm. So although we're painting a picture here of a world where physical versus digital, you still got to go to one of these brick and mortar places to pick the console up nine times out of ten, unless you bought it off of Amazon or something like that. Yeah. And also, it also doesn't really give a fair view so if you could look at this money and say, oh, I can that makes sense. That's why games not going to be able to stay open and they've been bought out and blah, blah, blah. But we're not seeing the full picture there. Yeah. Because they sell hardware to controllers and other bits and bobs which mm-hmm. aren't in these stats. Yeah. If we were a serious gaming news show, we probably would have found out what they were. Hmm. I think you've done good work though this week. <laughs> Thank you. One of, those, one of those fluorescent stickers on the fridge for you, I think. I think, no, I think your just offhand comment is as much praise as I deserve oh, and you would ever even give. Even better. <laughs> it's like being, like, having a really tough... Any, anyway. We should move on. Yeah. Back on the high street here in the UK, the only place to acquire a new game these days, bar the supermarkets, is the said game store. 
Our memories of Virgin Game Store, Electronics Boutique, you might remember, Tom. Yeah. And Game Station, you definitely will. And that's not a late night phone in chat show for ladies that <laughs> sort of sit behind a screen dancing to sort of music. No, 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 Tom. That's a place you can buy games from. Ringing in all our minds and all the nostalgic that that brings, the new game smell and reading the back of the manual in the car while Mumsy drives you home. Yeah, I think just quickly touch on this is the other experience of like let's say I've got enough money for a new new game I know there's one coming out I want yep setting off Saturday morning to game my local game and get a few snacks and it's it's a more of an event isn't it like I, I, I don't like think like getting a DVD copy of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves when you're half cut <laughs> <laughs> There's a Drive story. me down Blockbuster, boy. There's a story from the ages that Tom can let you know <laughs> oh, about. Oh, yeah. We'd been out one night, hadn't we? Yeah, the night before few, and then... A few glasses of pop. I think we. I awoke to the smell of the gas cooker being left on. Uh, I think and you're getting luckily, the stories mixed together. But... Well, well, that's what nostalgia is, isn't it? Mix all the stories together, like make it sound yeah. like this <laughs> epic journey. Um, so... You opened the door, luckily, and didn't turn the light switch on, otherwise that would have been no more podcasts. Well, um, <laughs> no more a lot of things. Yeah, and then uh, we we jumped in the... Now you decided, hung over, that the thing to do would be to go to Blockbuster and buy a copy of Prince of Thieves on DVD. I just really wanted to watch it. I must have had some bizarre, like, trippy Robin Hood dream at off, the time. Off a gas fart. Yeah, gas <laughs> with the gas fumes, like... <laughs> Robin. Robin. I don't know Prince of Thieves as well. It's the best Robin Hood, isn't it? And it was a no comparison. Serves as well for some bizarre reason. Maybe the barman looked like Alan Rickman, and he was, it was like a special giving... edition gatefold <laughs> version of it as well. You went and threw down hard on like the best version of it you could get on DVD. Oh, that's what I mean. Though, like stuff like that. You don't get that buying you don't, off you of online. Don't get do you? that buying online. You don't get that with Netflix and chill. <laughs> With talk of Netflix and chill, sniffing the book and admiring the art of the cases, here's good old Tech Mike reviews. He's been absent for a while, but he's back on the scene. And he says, I used to buy digital for the convenience of not having to switch disc cartridges. Someone else who must have no legs. But now (laughs) I am almost all physical. He's all right. Jesus came down, blessed him with the ability to use his (laughs) limbs again. As as I love, he's gone physical again, and I love having the box art and the feeling of owning something tangible. You know, there's a strong chance that one of these listeners that I've said can't bother to get and change this probably can't. Yeah, through the press. I suppose that's one way of going viral, Tom. There's no press like bad press. There certainly isn't. (laughs) And now it seems, uh, we've mentioned all the nostalgia of these these shops before and it, yeah. it now just seems to be a home of Funko Pops and other geek related stuff this switch and refocus though is a little bit too late and game have been acquired by the bigger boys version of <laughs> Lord Ponselbury <laughs> let's in fact Tom this would be a great time to wheel in the owner of Finster Games what's he got to say Finster uh, Gamer Finster Gamer he says the only digital games I own are the ones that were free with Xbox Gold I prefer a physical collection any day of the week. Firstly, physical games drop in price, where the digital versions are still at full price on the console store years later. Yes. Uh, good point. Solid good point. point. They have odd sales, but the, 
especially Nintendo's if first you party library. If you're going to get a, a game that's really not in expensive. a sale or there's not a sale on, and you go buy it for the full RRP of sixty nine ninety nine, yeah, you you feel oh mate robbed, yeah, robbed, brutalized on in the body, yeah, as if Robin Hood and the Prince of Thieves had robbed you themselves. Was he into that? He was. He he robbed from. Oh right, because I'd uh, mentioned rumor. I'd mentioned the rumor that you might have a sore body, and you said like you'd been <laughs> seen by Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves himself. And I didn't know whether you were alluding to the Star Water World uh, being a bit of a gregarious type of guy. No, Alan Rickman. No, he's God dead. Rest God rest his soul, Sir yeah. Alan Rickman. Sorry, Sir Alan. Um, he's still alive in the village, though, Tom. He is in our hearts. <laughs> Uh, firstly, physical. Yes, we've got. We've done that. Teaches uh, chemistry. If I'm not likely to play a game again, I can trade it in the physical copy towards another great game. So yeah, we've talked about that of um, being able to trade against the next big title. For sure. I, I think um, like game do offer like good sort of trading uh, value for. Let's say there's a new big game coming out, and they go, if you've got a game that released like last month, that will be worth more because you're trading it into the, the next sort of big release, and it guarantees them another sale, which mm. is uh, good, I think. Yeah, I do. Um, he goes on to add some high street inside. Yeah, we needed a man on the inside, Tom, so we extended our tendrils like Daddy Zilla touching down in Reno and trying to find some retro contacts. Is he happy for us to mention the company, even though we've mentioned it a million times? <sighs> Tom, you're so scared of legal, you barely talk on the podcast. Just get it said. Games weren't an issue when I was working Tat CX, CX, as people are always happy to trade in their old games for money off a new one. I did, however, see a decline in DVDs in my time there, as streaming services made them irrelevant relics. There is definitely a rise in the digital mm. world evident. I believe CX are now trying to get into board games and computer game stores are going to struggle over the next few years. Intro board games. That was an interesting one. Mm, yeah. I think the key thing that we're missing here is that people nowadays only play Fortnite and Apex Legends, which are free digital downloads. The only time they enter a game store is to buy coins for Fortnite skins because Daddy and Mummy won't give them their credit card details for online purchases. Wow. He is. He is. He belongs with us, doesn't he? I tell you what. His comments are sharp and they draw blood. But normally when a comment that's it sharp and draws blood, hard it truth. speaks the cold, hard truth, Tom. And I'm afraid that... Is that the only reason why game is there anymore? So you can send Johnny down with money, yeah. his pocket money to buy some coins so he's not Johnny Default on there anymore and he doesn't get bullied at school. Mm. It's a bit of a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Yes. Aim to win in Maybe we're too skills. old to understand it and we're not cool anymore. I'm sure there were things going on when we were kids where we had to have the latest... Flip flop and fly. Trading cards. Anyway, new fan of the show, Xbox Podder. Seen him lurking around listener Stingray, but he's evolved into the full fledged listener that he is. He's fledged a nest. He has. Uh, Playing most of my games on PC. He's obviously uh, tuned into this show for all the latest PC gaming news. <laughs> I've not been able to. I've not been to buy physical games for it in years. Everything's on Steam, Origin, and Battle.net. All games I purchase now are pre-owned, even for the Switch and Xbox One. I'll always wait and get them cheaper from CEX, unless it's something I'm really hyped about. Obviously, being into the original Xbox scene, I mostly use eBay, Car Boots, and CEX again to buy these. New releases lack effort for me. Half a finished game on a DVD without a manual has no real value in my collection. 
Well, Xbox Ooh. product, that's very nice of you to say. You've just rubbished my collection to be a collection of plastic and paper that <laughs> I should probably burn. <laughs> uh, and, it, you know, again, we say these things, Tom. They just speak They're brutal, the truth. but they're true. Mm. Talking of brutal and true people, Tom. Who's Here this? Here comes Mike who's Ashley. Vince McMahon in through the door. <laughs> Mike Ashley, the new owner of the High Street here in the UK, the owner of Sports Direct, uh, a controlling stake in game, and the iconic House of Fraser department store. Mm. Well, well, I tell you what, might be time to just wheel out another CEX fan. Geek Play Record got in touch just like you can and said, I buy digital. If I want same day release, for example, Call of Duty is a midnight release. I'm not one to go out, queue, buy download software, then play. I'll buy digital for the same day release. It's hard to play. It's ready to play by midnight. However, all other games I buy from good old CEX as second-hand, well, most anyway. Let's face it, there's nothing like a good old physical copy. I'll just touch on the point he makes there about the going down for midnight release and, the, and such. Mm. Um, I remember when I got the Xbox One. Uh, it'd been out a year. Yeah. I thought, right... I'm going to ask for an Xbox One for my birthday. Everyone very generous got me one. I, I went out and bought probably three or four games with it, with the, with my leftover birthday money. What games did you get for that? Ooh, uh, Far Cry 4, I think. Um, Shadow of Mordor. Um, <laughs> what other... It's a good game, but it had to be, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> My love for Lord of the Rings oh, is uh, is pretty Tom, high, isn't it? What else did you get? Um, I can't remember, mate. But they, <laughs> I, um, my biggest problem was what he mentions there is I got home, woke up the next morning. I was like, right, I'll get it all set up. That whole day was I didn't have the best internet connection at the time. Oh, the whole day was just updating the games and the console. It completely took any shine off. Welcome to that. the next level. That's what I mean. Like, that's not fun, is it? No. Luckily, though, we're quite far removed from these big chunky downloads now, aren't we? Yeah, it has got better. Obviously, internet connection speeds are a lot better. Um, so hopefully, that's a sort of thing in the dark ages for mm. us to reel out on podcast one thousand eight hundred. Well, also, he talks and... about the midnight launch, and I actually do think that I I miss those. Yeah, I've, I've oh, often yeah, looked back uh, through sort of rose-tinted spectacles when we did the 360 launch and some games from around that era and just before I think that we really got quite excited for and we yeah, went down at midnight and was in the cold and got confused and then... I, I still like when I went to get the Switch it was a great experience and I think if that dies a death it'd be a shame or we'll just all meet at Tesco's the one minute past midnight Ooh. and we talked earlier of Mike Ashley stumbling in and buying up everything that doesn't move on the high street, Tom. And he's obviously the owner of House of Fraser, and this new takeover could result in House of Fraser stores rolling out purpose-built gaming areas for us gamers. I remember Debenhams and Game had a similar tie-up for a while. In a statement to the stock market, Game said it didn't have much choice but to accept an offer from the all-conquering Ashley. Ashley's company, Sports Direct International, performed a £52 million takeover of the business after winning over another 16% of shareholders to its cause. Ashley's group already has a 38.5% stake in the business, meaning it will comfortably over the 50% threshold for having a majority. Game is officially now part 
of the Ashley Empire. Lord Ashley. Sir Ashley. Rise. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, it's harsh. I'm not going to comment on him too much because you don't know what's true in the press these days. Um, you hear stories of the Sports Direct employees, and if that is true, that's that's really sad. Yeah, but equally so, should be, one uh, thing I've got to say is the, is the counter for that yeah. is that he set up his area in, in a place where the mines had all been closed down, there was lots of unemployment, there weren't yeah. any job prospects, a load, oh, you know, okay. a load of the building land around the area had been sort of rendered useless because it had been yeah. mined so much and right. there was a lot of contamination in the ground. And he comes along and sets up his empire. And yeah, it might not be the best, but you've got to look think, through the yeah. lens of someone that might have been working down the pit. Like, years have come on since then, so it's like, yeah, he's probably not treating his staff fairly, but you've got to admire a guy who's willing to throw down in an area that's pretty run down, to be fair. I like that area of the world, and, and I find Shirebrook to be a cool town. There's a, a nice retro game store there called Button Bashers. Oh, really? But it's it's a bit of a ghost town, really. Mm. Um, and that's what I mean. That's why I was just wanting to interject. It's very easy to demonise this guy. But if you... And it's well, very easy to say he treats the staff like rubbish. Yeah. But there's always... That's not him personally, is it? As well, like well, he, I don't know. He, <laughs> yeah, but it's surely like people who uh, are like his, like under management, um, who are well. Anyway, whether they're doing it, if they are, it's wrong. But he's created a lot of jobs. Whether whether they're the nicest jobs in the world, it doesn't matter. And in matter, a way, but... he's solidified. We don't know what's going to come of this. There's probably going to be redundancies, and I'm sure we're going to get to that. But at the moment, he's done nothing but solidify the high street and secure people's positions at least in the yeah. short term yeah definitely um, we should probably move on because yeah. it's a subject for another um, another day um, so with game stores looking to not sell games in the future what does that mean for collectors are your libraries not going to grow past the current crop of consoles who knows it looks like the collectors may be struggling to collect physical games in the future mm. well I've seen um, those limited edition releases, the, like the um, where they do smaller indie titles and they yeah. do boxes for them, uh, and I think that is something we might see in the future. People still want that look of having a great big games collection, but they'll probably just be empty boxes. Most and then we just yeah. yeah. Talking of thing is though, Tom, we're talking people that like to collect. I tell you, someone who likes to collect, Radbash Gaming. He says, I have a large fear that digital will either kill physical games or they will soon become super expensive to buy, like limited run games. The time, the only time I buy a digital game is if, one, it's digitally exclusive, and two, if it goes on sale for dirt cheap, Steam Summer Sale, etc. I don't see buying digital games as collecting because you don't actually own the game. I have to agree with him on that. I have no problem with people who buy digital. Uh, I do. I think they should all contract a cold sore <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh because we love you law listeners you know, it's just something small uh, and slightly annoying um, Tom's a digital guy so I wish it on him <laughs> uh, uh, so Radbash didn't have a problem with them I had a little bit of a problem with them but let's face it I think people need to stop and look at what's going to happen game stores are already going out of business due to digital uh, my local store couldn't compete so they had to close Xbox is making a digital games only Xbox and people think that's okay. As gamers, I truly believe we have to keep physical copies alive. Even if you don't collect, you've got to do it for the history, man. 
my thoughts. That's a cool. Solid yeah. point, Radbash Gaming. Man of my heart, although you are far too kind to the digital buyers. Talking of large libraries again, Tom, here's the Barber Who Games, our longest serving fan over on Insta. What's he got to say for himself? Always a reliable source for good He is. Fun. He has a, a very uh, knowledgeable um, opinion on most things in gaming. I've always been pretty much exclusively a physical media guy. Hmm. Since I've had my own source of income, one of the biggest problems with digital media a fan is its longe- longevity. A digital game can be removed from an online store and essentially be lost forever, whereas a physical game is yours from the day you purchase it. Mm. Great point. Yes. Uh, as far as the decline of game retailers, it's been a bit disheartening to see stores like GameStop become more like toy stores than dedicated gaming retailers. I guess it's just a sign of the times. In the end, it's hard to say physical games and media is on the out. I remember years back when CDs were supposed to be discontinued yeah, they're still here, so who knows what we'll have to wait and That's see. That's a solid point about CDs. He's like, yeah, he's right. I mean, I don't think that will map into gaming as much. but uh, No. It's a solid point. Well made. Um, what he's sort of saying about game dedicated game retailers as well, um, you raise the point of, of Mike Ashley trying to turn these sort of stores into gaming arenas. I think that would be great if we could see somewhere where we can all go um, and and maybe see like a like, fan zone, yeah, arcade. Um, that'd be great. Quasar great. laser, yeah. <laughs> or I tell you what, you've hit a really good million pound deal idea there. Well, we what? should sell the podcast to Mike Ashley. He he's just been on the phone, has he? He's offering us sixteen uh, p. Really? Yeah, it would That's... have been more, but we've had too many edits, and he says it's third rate. But he still wants Lord to get... Lord want his share still as well. Yeah, and he, he wants to... I hear they're big buds, though. ...in the podcasting so. genre. Uh, That's what he wants. Okay. And Lord Ponselbury and uh, Mike Ashley, they go grouse shooting together. Of course they do. In the Highlands. Yeah. Where Tom, else? We have loads of listeners who are collectors. And guess what? There's another one. Retro Gamer Thomas. Wheel him out. Take off the face mask. What's this ravenous retro collector got to say for himself? Carefully bites. <laughs> I'm a physical collector and love having the games on my shelves. I understand why the big companies want download only. But if they want that to work, they need to change a couple of things. First, <laughs> you've gone. Oh He's my gone. God, I've got visions of retro gamer Thomas. Hannibal like, Thomas? Yeah, Hannibal Thomas taking the lid off a Mega Drive and feasting just not all of it while it's on. Just nibbling on a little bit. Did of Did he drink it with a, a fine Chianti? Fine Chianti, yeah. That's what I had visions of. Him playing, he's got it in and he's got it in the store demo mode. So it's You do realise the Sonic. younger fans are not going to be getting and he's, these. And he's picked up the RAM chip while it's still attached. And he's like, <laughs> seeing how much he can nibble before it shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> There's what goes on in my head during this podcast yes, in my I silent think, uh, moments. Let's take a healthy sniff of reality yeah. and get back to it. Retro Gamer Thomas is not as far as I'm so, aware, a serial console killer. I don't think he is. No. <laughs> He's a serial console collector, though. <laughs> Firstly, they need to change the pricing drastically, oh, Tom, he says. Unofficial controller grease for the smoothest links. I can see that on a T-shirt. Yeah, get them printed. At the moment, when a new game is released, it's Old either similar. the same price or <laughs> more expensive, and you're not getting a physical copy. That We've, we've talked about this, and it, it doesn't seem fair, does it, um, with the, the pricing? Secondly, memory. Before I had my PS4 Pro, I had a standard PS4 500 gig. Mm. 
Yes. Modded it to two terabyte memory, which was really good, but then changing to a Pro with one terabyte, a lot of stuff had to go. Um, we'll get to the end of this because I think we need to talk about that. Now, if they want download, mm-hmm. only uh, two terabytes is not enough, so that means bigger memory and new consoles, which means bigger price. As for game shops, I love how we're in a wander around game here in the UK, but I wish there was more stores, so uh, more competition. At the moment, games seems to have the high street to themselves, and unfortunately, in some stores, that shows. Now, two really good points we should talk about there is game not having any competition. Like the WWE. It is. It's the same again, isn't it? If mm-hmm. you don't have health competition in any avenue of business, I think you suffer Well, for they did it. for a bit. I mean, when it was game versus game station, when they were separate entities... There was a little bit of competition going on. It felt like yeah. there was something yeah, there. Yeah, there was something. And Game Station, Game Station was like they more, were innovating more, re- more re- retro as well. And but I thought they were the better store. At the time, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. Um, so the other point we want to go back to there is the memory, memory. situation. Yeah, big time. This is a problem for... We all know the memory juggle, don't we? Even yeah. if you've got physical games. Yeah. Um, digital obviously take up. Uh, seems to take up a lot more... Um, some of these games now we're getting to the end of the gen of consoles is uh, are massive huge um, and I do feel bad for anyone having to go out and think oh, I'm going to buy um, this game tomorrow it's like 50 gigabyte oh I've only got 500 gigabyte hard drive and I'm nearly full on that yeah it's you, you're constantly playing that chase of like delete reload delete reload so and I tell you what... Is that what the future of having to deal with the... When you run out library? of space on your shelves, you just buy more shelves. Mm. When you so. run out of space on your hard drive, you buy a bigger hard drive. <laughs> I'm struggling to see your point. The shelves are cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> if bought from our local uh, local uh, cash and carry. Or maybe we should have a, a local... Wayne Ray's got a... Uh, he's doing a BTEC no, in joinery. Wait. We've got a start up, We've got a startup Swedish furniture business, Jokia. Jokia. <laughs> Jokia. Oh, he's got them all. Anyway. Took you a while to arrive at Punchline Station, but when you did, you tripped over your suitcase. <laughs> um, here would be a great time for Patches In, who got in touch to say. What's he got to say there? Well, as the games collector of the trio, physical will always be king. I have digital games, and it just doesn't feel the same. Never really bought from games. GameStation was king. Now I'm all Amazon all the time. With this gen, though, the new problem is only a small part of the game is on the Discord cart and the rest is downloaded. That's a solid point, that is. Mm-hmm. So it negates the need for it, especially with game shipping with game-breaking bugs where the update is essential to play. Yeah. Imagine if you were playing offline on the modern console. <laughs> You'd be having a very yeah, terrible experience. You would. The only reason to go into game now is for all the game-related taps. this should be a script writer on our podcast Mario shot glasses were my favourite purchase Uh, me personally this is someone else from the trio of patches in Uh, got a bit confused there because obviously when they write it all seems like the same person but me personally I try not to buy digital games unless there's a sale on it's nice not to have the space in my flat but I'd love to have a huge display of games like my boy Hugh he signs off Dom the handsome one He's therefore probably grouping the first commentator, Hugh, the man who likes a Mario shot glass. He's saying he's not handsome. I don't want to turn this into a, a Patches in um, beauty contest, but uh, <laughs> the one who says the least, Hugh, 
He's probably the handsome one. Dom, you've had to make the point. You, you're probably not that handsome, unfortunately. <laughs> and, you, and what a strange place to pick this fight. You know, the greatest stage of them all, the unofficial controller podcast. You, you decide to come here to clear up your dirty laundry. Well, anyway, patches in podcasts. And There's room for all of us. You should check them out. Uh, very good show. Well, at least I think so. And I'm into third-rate tat, as you know. <laughs> uh, so uh, there you go. Glowing endorsement if you ever didn't need one. It's the... Um, what you got to say about that, Tom? Apart from which one do you think's the most handsome one? Flicky coin. My boy Dom. <laughs> you backing up the man that yeah. says he can. Yeah. Okay. Usually when they're that confident, it's true. I suppose looking through this lens, Tom, it's probably the first time we can see an end to one aspect of uh, one of the aspects of our hobby. Let's hope pioneers like limited run games. Uh, make sure a silicon holders still have something silicon hoarders still have something to hoard yeah um maybe we could uh, maybe now would be a good time to hear from limited runs biggest fan the one that's enabled the owner to probably buy a new ferrari and <laughs> he loves those the uh, immortal switch games the immortal Ozcat leapt up from listener stingray to say his piece tom and what's he got to say there is something special about physical copies of the games. I think more so the biggest generations, NES, SNES, N64, Game Boy, GBA, PS1, and two, OG Xbox, are the most important eras in gaming. Bold statement there. Bold statement. There was nothing like sitting in the passenger seat with my new copy of Final Fantasy X or my new copy of Pokemon Silver and peeking through the manual on the drive home. Proper bloke. Yeah, all whilst my excitement slowly builds. We used to get something before the game, manuals, artwork, Something during the game, the actual game itself, and something after, the feeling of accomplishment when complete. I'll always be with limited run games and their physical forever model, and hope there is always a physical market. But with Xbox One discless model and the Google system, the Stadia, or Stadia, being digital only, it seems inevitable. I understand that digital gaming allows more companies to create more games like Layers of Fear or Ark, which eventually got physical copies due to being popular. Mm. But it makes for someone to make um, three and four dollar digital games too. Also, if we end up in a digital only market and I'm expected to pay physical retail pricing, I will stop playing games in general. That's strong. I hate buying games for around sixty bucks and disliking it. But at least physical games we can resell and recoup money, whereas digital is nearly always stuck within its digital inventory. Just my opinions, though. Lol. Lol. Mm. Uh, and before we, uh, well, I suppose we ought to uh, really think about what Oscat said first, but we've got one last surprise admission, submission um, from mark.garage.gamers. Okay, do you Again, want to tell that one? His parents were forward-thinking when they christened him, weren't they? Well, first of all, I wanted to do the classic unofficial controller thing of wheel spinning back and sort of talking about Oscat's uh, very... Uh, Good point here. I mean, he's one for the retro. He likes to sit in the passenger seat with his copy of his new game and sniff the manual and read the art. And look, read the art. Look at the art and read the words. Uh, and Play he, the theme tune. Like the theme yeah, tune. I think that's something that we probably don't talk enough about. I mean, limited run games do, you know, put effort into their releases. But <clears throat> I think when I can afford it, is there's nothing better than getting one of those sort of not the high end limited edition where you get like a a full life-size replica model normally of a character. The bigger, normally the bigger, more bizarre, more expensive ones come without the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you they do, that. yeah. 
Allah Your Far Cry 2, which you showed me earlier. Yeah, well, that's because um, it was Hokey Jokey third rate, second hand one. Um, I'm talking like first, you know, Port and Swagger Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> With the treasure chest. Um, yeah, it's, it's just nice to get those little extras, isn't it? And it'd be nice if we saw... Mm. If you're going to charge full price for a physical or compete with digital market, then you can. I think that's probably why we maybe see more limited editions. Yeah, um, and that's probably why limited run games have taken off because yeah, surely if they can take off and survive, there's a market there for the people who are making oh, these games to yeah. put some more effort yeah. into. Sometimes when I get, let's say, take a PS4 game for an example, you open it up. There's the disc on the right. We all know that. We know what that is. You look to the left for a manual, and you've got literally a slip of the thinnest paper yeah, with the basicest of controls listed on the back and that's it. Mm. That's not... Some of them don't even have that. No. It's, it's, a, it's a point for another time but I do you think like the younger generation as we've talked about earlier uh, just sort of playing those free digital games surely companies like Limited Run our generation are always going to want those physical copies. So I think that is the big market for them. Mm, yeah, but I think we probably do the kids of modern day disservice. Like when you were a, you, when you were a younger playing games, you were playing games that a grown up that was playing games at the time would have said, "Mate, what's that? What are you playing?" I remember I came. It's not so much. And you'd be playing a game. And I was thinking, oh, it's a bit kiddie. Yeah. Um, and now you play point. the bigger boys games. Yeah. So maybe when kids get to be bigger boys, they play bigger boys games. Maybe so, yeah. And right now, everyone at school's talking about. I mean, let's face it: if you're a kid at home, and you've it's got more that it's the more made, the way we play them and and what what we're buying rather than the actual subject matter, like the sort of I don't know Fortnite, Minecraft. Um, no, don't 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 lump that game in that because it's not free to play. All right, okay. A lot of Nintendo games, like mm, they're tap, <sighs> Riash tap. We should move on. No, I'll tell you what we'll move on to. We'll fly forward to the future with Mark Garage Gamers. Uh, Hi guys, my comment for tonight's show is I prefer a physical copy of the game. Not sure if it's my age, just turned 30. Well, happy birthday to you, Mark Garage Gamers. Which I don't mind, by the way. Ha ha. She's laughing, he's finding that funny. Uh, You know, me turning 40. I'm not so keen. Uh, I'm 21. How? That's right. And lots of the loyal listeners have just done the homework and thought about what you're into and they're like, he's a liar. Unless, unless of course, he's a really great method actor, which, unfortunately... Some say. You're not. Don't get me wrong. If I see a deal for a digital copy of a game, I'll want to get it for the right price. I'm also a Games Pass member, so can see the appeal of a subscription-based system working for the future. Sorry to use your half done at all. Sorry to use your show to promote ours, but on Garage Gamers we play all our games on original systems, so no need to hunt for the discs and cartridges out in the wild to play. Either way, gamers should be definitely be embracing the choices available to us these days and enjoy whichever path they choose. Congrats on the show's success. Long may it continue. Well, thank you, uh, uh, Mark. Dot Gamers. Tom, it's you know. <laughs> Blood for blood, <laughs> eye for an eye. Does it have to be that? You know, we're the biggest shit go show. I can't even say it with that big. It's too big for my mouth. Even we're the biggest show in gaming, independently exclusive podcast. Subscriptions may apply, uh, but anyway, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, no, uh, joking aside, thank you for that. And he's an active member of the community. 
He is, yeah. I often Mark see his posts. That's nice. Gamers. He's in and about. He's on the scene. Speaking of people on the scene, he's been found again. Oh, don't call worry. Off the dogs, Tom. Panic over. Call off the dogs. Odders UK is back. <laughs> Odders, we've missed you. Coming back like a returning Undertaker well, I... at WrestleMania. Well, he's here. No, because he's in better shape, and he's not <laughs> down there dead. Odders will put on a show that people will remember. Mm. Odders UK loyal fan of the show I actually slipped into his DMs to make sure he was alright did you? I did and he was Good. and therefore hence he's back on the number you one gaming show for a few more uh, I turned him upside down <laughs> shook, shook him like Metal Gear Solid for a dog tag do you want to take the first part of this and I'll take the second oh we're going to split it into a we, multi-part we epic yeah. Well, we're getting towards the end of the show, much like <laughs> Deathly Hallows, we'll just chop it in half. <laughs> uh, so this is what he's got to say. I'm all for physical releases and always look to buy the physical editions over digital, unless they're a digital only release and I've got no choice. The likes of Moss, Ark and VR here, good point. Yeah. Tetris Effect and a way out I've tracked down on disc. Have you? Wow. I need to do Didn't that. Even though some of them were obvious. Even if it's meant to be paying more than the digital release. I've even, uh, I've even a few games from Limited Run. Those being ukulele on Switch, the rather fantastically bad Night Trap, <laughs> and pre-ordered uh, Corpse Killer. He is a man for the FMV, specifically because they were physical releases. My preference for physical media is so much that I've even rebought games on disc that I've already downloaded, and I've done that too. Unravel being an example. My partner shares my preference of discs over download, and she is eagerly awaiting the physical release of Life is Strange 2, and refuses to download it episodically. Hmm. We are the same with films and always buy Blu-rays on disc rather than stream. We like to have our game film collections on our shelf on display. Odders, you and me, we're the same person. <laughs> that was the that was the original. That was the new hope. That was part one. Tom. Here comes Empire Strikes Back. We've got Wow. However, one of the downsides of preferring physical media over download is that you have to brave the trips into the likes of game. Oh, I always preferred Electronics Boutique, although now I'm just uh, feeling showing my age to buy them. Hmm, good point. Game shops that were once a hive of game-related activities and discussion with a vibrant atmosphere where you were amongst fellow gamers who shared your passion for gaming is now a glorified toy shop that sells T-shirts, Christmas jumpers, <laughs> plushies, <laughs> true, yeah, sweets, energy drinks, and is populated primarily by eight-year-old kids creating a public scene, arguing with their mum, who won't buy them any Fortnite V-Books, top-ups, yes. I could just buy online, but sometimes you fancy going in and having a look and seeing what's available. Mm, that, yeah. The game shops of yesterday are only really found today in independent retro game shops where Fortnite doesn't exist. And that's probably a, a really solid point to end it on, because although game is struggling and slipping off the face of the earth, Tom, retro game stores, the likes of which we've mentioned before... Um, Gotham Games, yeah. Button Bash, as we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the uh, video game shop in Boston in Lincolnshire. Oh, I was literally just about to ask you about yeah. that. Make sure you mention it. I will. I've put his card down somewhere, uh, and I don't know where it is. But his name's Tom. Get on the internet. Not our Tom, but a no. different Tom. Get on the internet. And Google Boston. video games in Boston, and it'll come straight yeah. up. Not Boston, US. Boston, England. Yes, you know. Just to clarify, Daddy's ill in his travels. Where did he go? He might have gone to Boston for all we know. He's parked at the stump and he's unsure what country is it. So the, so the high street exists uh, for those that can make money out of second-hand games, CEX and yeah. your local retro stores. 
but the ability to sell a game new at retail on the high street uh, against the competition from Amazon and supermarkets and all that sort of stuff, even through diversification of Christmas jumpers in June, Tom, <laughs> it doesn't look like that is a stable platform for a retail environment for selling physical games, does it? No. So Mike Ashley to wheel out a Quasar Laser. I wonder whether it'll go arcade. like it'll go in and go right. What's working? What isn't? And they're they're going to tell him like. Let me save lot. you a little bit of time for him and you. And if he's listening, nothing's working, Mike. Nothing's working. Yeah, but the the all the tat sells more, I think, than probably the games. No, does it though? Hmm. Maybe when, at Christmas. When did you last see someone go in there buy tat and walk out with it? Christmas. Well, Christmas jumper. In June. <laughs> Mario shot glasses. <laughs> Good old Patrick Crash Duke. Bandicoot I tell egg, you what, eggnog mug. If they're doing the unofficial controller drinking game and using those Mario tat shot glasses, we need a picture. Do it. Of Make a it podcast happen. timer about two minutes into the show and a t- upturned bottle of vodka and then with a little bit of sick on their mouth. I think that's a proper listen through. Tom? That was the feature. That um, was the feature. Let's just say, your patience has been rewarded. Tom, it's listener Stingray. When the big man makes a house call, you better be ready. The guys got in touch to show us their pick up some Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. And if you've got here on the timestamp on YouTube, shame on you. Skipping the rest of this delightful show. Oh, well, no, not shame on you. Welcome. Enjoy this section and then go back and retrospectively listen to it all because you know what? By the end of this, you'll probably think, do you know what? They're not that bad. Yeah. You know, I've had worse. Mediocre. Yeah. Is a term we use very often. That's what we use as the high substrata of where we aim to be mm. every time. Tom, this is the you're reading the script. It's the time where you pick up your phone. It is, but uh, I can't at the minute, so we're going to have to look at that one. Why can't you? Because it makes a very bad noise. Oh, of course. Okay, even though we've sound... Yeah, all right. So, listeners, um, if you want to join in with this, go on to your uh, device, uh, go on to Instagram, and uh, bring up hashtag Stingray's boot and go on recent. Well, this will be the least slickest version of Stingray's boot you've ever seen. (laughs) But guess who jumps out front and foremost... Let's invoke him, Tom. Sharaban. 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 Here He's he back. is. I don't think this will be the last time we see him in the boot, so we won't linger too long like a like a backward gas. But uh, Ghost in the Shell is where he's been today in hacking, and he's uploaded some Ghost in the Shell, uh, a DVD, and a copy of the game on PlayStation 1, Tom. Mm. Looks Up like... Next, we've got our top guy. It's uh, Fence the Gamer. Uh, he's got uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary on PlayStation 2, Spartan Total Warrior. I think that's the... Is that based on the TV show? You'll have to let us know. I don't uh, think so. Champions Return to Arms on PS2 as well. I love the fact that Tom's blind as a bat and seemingly he has to have a phone one inch in front of his face. <laughs> one thing I'd say about Finster the Gamer is he must have been down CEX to talk about his holiday pay this week and on the way out the door he like fingerly picked up these three bastions of quality. Or not. As the, well, Tomb Raider Anniversary is all right, it's isn't great. it? I'm yeah, on the throw Finster Gamer under the bus. He's a, a loyal and dedicated family. Oh, ho, 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 ho. in town. Uh, what's going on Game here? GameCube games. GameCube games. Yeah. That's where they used to live. Look, 
He's had a clear out. Much like Tom mentioned in the feature, shelves are cheaper than physical memory. Oh, are these new shelves? New shelves. Or uh, what's going on here? He's, he's decided to part ways with a generation of gaming outside of more than two current gen systems. Well, that's bold. Mm. Okay, well, hope you're all right, Oscat. I suppose those limited run games don't pay for themselves. Sharaban's back. We mentioned it last week. Devil May Cry. We must have said it three times. And much like the Sharaban slap bang wallet, he's <laughs> in Listener Stingray with the. Uh, Devil May Cry collection. The five. The. I don't even know what that would be. Listeners, let us know what. Quintuple. Do you know if that had come from anyone else other than him, I would have believed it. But you know, <laughs> It's true. Tom, I have a clue what he's talking and about. And do you want to know why I know what that is? Why is that? Not, I, I don't say it. Overwatch related. Oh, God. I'm, 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 Quintuple kill. I'm glad that you. it was I'm there. going to get corrected and be told it's four, but that would be quite Listen, simple, wouldn't it? There's someone here who doesn't like to be kept waiting. Daddy Zilla, Tom. Oh, the man is in town again. again. Put your glasses on, put your milk bottles on, get the phone two inches in front of your face. The reason why you have interference with your phone is because you waft it in front of the microphone. <laughs> it's got, got exactly a... the same phone. It's got six button uh, Genesis pad. Guarantee you oh there's interference my... right now. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He's got a Robin Hood game and it looks like it might be a Prince of Thieves game. <laughs> In the feature, we took him on a drunken trip to Blockbuster, and now Daddy Zillas took us on a sober trip to his dining room table. He's not cooking up a retro storm this week, Tom. No, he's serving, serving up a retro oh, storm. Slick, together Rick. we do it. New? No, we've seen Tatsuma Kishinku before, and I made a mess of your name. Let me apologise. You got it quite right that time. Let me apologise again. Looks like he's got a, a Last Airbender Funko Pop. If that's what that is, Tom, you're one of the... Uh, it is, yes, yeah. And uh, uh, Spyro. a Spyro. Danny Zilla 80 again, Tom. What's he picked up there? Uh, he's got some... Oh, look all those unofficial controllers. Mad Cats galore. <laughs> what else has he got there? Oh, he's got a copy of uh, The Simpsons, Bart's Nightmare on the Snares. That is a good game. Uh, Adventure Time on the Wii U. Death uh, Jam Fight for New York on the GameCube, which is actually the spiritual successor to No Mercy. It is, yeah. Yes. We were always tempted to try that, weren't and we? And Kingdom Hearts, yeah. well done for picking that up. Radbash Gaming, he's cooking for Retro Storm in his microwave this week. Tom, what's he got? He's got uh, Super Mario Galaxy, um, uh, Doom, Killzone 2. Uh, he's got an amiibo there, I think, as well. Can't see. No, I don't know where that is in Amiibo. Okay, my Tom, eyes are failing me. I'm the eldest member of the show, but you've aged I'm, worse than me. Keep telling you, I'm 21. Uh, Harvey underscore Retro. Nice to see you back on the scene, Harvey underscore Retro. And thanks for the tags and involvement this week on the old social media. You've gone and got yourself a copy of Donald Duck uh, in the Indiana Jones style quack shot from memory. Uh, yes, that's been rewarded there. Dream Collections Retro Games. Uh, oh, so you got that Japanese... i better slap the translation again. on that, because he's uh, one of our foreign listeners. Uh, one complete, the other in one amazing and fun machine. Oh, he's got that dodgy-looking <laughs> Stingray device. <laughs> the one that you tried to tell me was a toilet seat version of the Nintendo 64, and I tried to tell you it was a Stingray tool. Radbash Gaming, Tom. Slotted in. What's he got? Beowulf the game, boom on 360. He's not messing about, is that he? That is from the uh, Sean Bean 
version of the film, I think. Sean Bean, Sean Bean did the voice. Of all the Beowulf. all the black magic of invoking Sharaban earlier. He's yeah. only snuck back in with the Ghostbusters setup. Ah. Ghostbusters on the three sixty, which is the one I really like. Yeah, I think I recently. should probably pick up the remaster of that coming oh, soon. Right, to get the remaster. I've never played it. I challenge you to finish the first one. The original. Oh, yeah. It is there's a part of it specifically at the graveyard. That is absolutely nails. I spent probably two hours on it, and the only reason I completed it was more luck than judgment. I glitched it. Brutal. Retro Visions. Here he is. What's he got here? He's got some Atari 400 stroke 800 carts. Interesting stuff. Uh, Oscat, what's he got? Uh, one of your favourite ones there, Tom? Uh, he's got Pokemon Sun and Moon on the 3DS. Nice. Nice work, Oscat. He just doesn't stop collecting. Game Boy Math. Game Boy Dot Matty. Keeping himself on the retro path straight and true. I'm taking this. Tom, he's picked up some Dreamcast titles. Crazy Taxi 2. Not that easy to find. Do you Came think... at the end of the console's life. Dino Crisis. Quake 3. F1 World Grand Prix. Nice pickups, Matty. Nice, yeah. Do you Probably... think he listened to our uh, console retrospective on the Dreamcast? If you, if uh, anyone's debating getting a drink, I think he probably did. But if he didn't, he's gonna scurry away now as fast as his little legs will carry him to the interweb, where through the medium of Dougal McBain, his father, he shall download and listen to that episode. Maybe it'll soothe him off the sleep like a Fisher Price nightline. <laughs> well, yeah, he can uh, decide what other games to get then for the Dreamcast <laughs> as well. He can. I feel, though, I don't know. Oh no, we're not quite there. I'll tell you what, Retro Collector Ray, I'll do this one. Uh, Men in Black on the PS1, Army Men on the PS1, Hockey on the PlayStation 3. Okay, Retro Collector Ray, ring the bell, Tom. Lord of the Rings reference, Lord of the Rings War of the North on the 360. What's he won? Um, a Gollum-esque figure for the uh, fireplace. Fantastic, well that's keeping it on theme, Tom. God knows where you got that from. Daddy Zilla again, weighing in with some Wii games. Nice to see. And some 360 games. My goodness, Daddy Zilla, I tell you what. Not only with your freshly uh, new family, Daddy Zilla, and the young member of the family, forgive me for not knowing their name, because it's probably not got an Insta account. Uh, you're going to need to extend just to hold your retro goodies. Cat in the hat. More good stuff. But look out, because... Ah, these are Devin Zilla's pickups. So ah. he's got Devin Zilla's some Garfield cartoons, uh, Godzilla cart magazine, some Godzilla socks. Nice. Uh, and that looks like the like a toy, cuddly toy version of Ghost Rider. Um, I think I believe it is. Yeah. Well, looking at that. Well done for that, Daddy Zilla, and I hope Devin Zilla was happy. Well done, Devin Zilla. So imagine X pickups there, pirate ship. Uh, the Joker's hideout, Green Lantern's planet. You do not mess about. A school bag with the United States of America on it. That's really cool. Daddy Zilla again, this time cooking up a retro storm, Tom. Wow, nice. Yes. Uh, it's got Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Super Mario Brothers Original, uh, Infamous 2. I know you're a fan of that game. Big. PS3. Yeah, good game. Yeah, very nice. The Infamous series, very good games. Uh, retro Gamer Thomas. Having a drink out of his jokey glass that's going to glass his face <laughs> while playing with his. You new want to know how I got these scars? I drink from my Riddler I glass. It was a Riddler glass, wasn't it? <laughs> I play the unofficial control podcast forget. drinking game. New listener Tom, ring the bell. 
No, it's my turn to ring the bell. Tell me to ring the bell. Ring the bell. Dingling. <laughs> See, I put effort. You call yourself yeah, a method you're, actor. You're sounded like a school bell. You tried to method act a bell last week and you just went dong. It was a low bell. I was the bell. Metaphysically, I could make no other sound. That's <laughs> method acting. Uh, Muggle rubbish. Well done. Thanks for listening. Like on your post. You've picked up a Wii U and all the latest titles for the Nintendo Switch. Mario Kart 8 and Super Mario Brothers U. And Super Mario Luigi U. Well, there's a man who's into retro visions here. Tom, this one's worth reading out. A resume has been carefully reviewed. It's a rejection letter from the old school Atari days. Really? Oh, yes. Very cool. Uh, is that the full turn of the wheel? How yes. dare we forget another oh, Nick Cone from Retrovisions. Mm-hmm. Well done. Check your scout for eggs, and if not, slap it in your Atari 7800 and have a go on a prototype cart. That's actually very cool. Tom doesn't like the retro stuff, so I'm going to snub him <laughs> and continue to give you the faith and respect you deserve with your 7800 diagnostic set of EPROMs for an early GD- GCC board dated May 1984. Hello and welcome to the unofficial Antiques Retro Collector Game Show podcast with me, George, and with my host... Tom, I only play games that came out this year. Danish <laughs> 80s guy, loyal new fan of the show. You skip by him, Tom, but what's he got there? Your first computer, I believe. The Spectrum. Nice. ZX. Nice. The ZX Spectrum, yeah. Yes, and wrapped in its 30-year-old polystyrene. I think, wow. I think that might be the full turn of the wheel. Yeah. Tom... That's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. We've got to that time of the show, Tom. Trace Ray pulled her hamstring this morning in one of Red Dragon Rius's uh, box fit classes. For the ladies of the village. That's right. And uh, Trace Ray is currently sat with her leg up. So we don't want to keep Stingray waiting because he's got a bag of ice in the boot that's melting and it needs to be strapped to his wife's hamstring I've probably changed the muscle that she's pulled in the last 30 (laughs) seconds but let's not let this get in the way of it and we had a concerned message on YouTube from Mark.GarageGamers saying that I heard in your last episode that Stingray's a fictional character hashtag unsubscribe well let me just reassure you Mark.GarageGamers is what with fact breathing down his neck at every single turn yeah. We have to make out that this guy doesn't exist. Much like he doesn't talk during the whole interaction between us, as we said, he doesn't want to implicate himself in this nasty pirated world. He doesn't want to be guilty of that. He's a family man. He's just trying to get by with enough money for some Lamberts and a pie. Q Tom. <laughs> he ain't got out to say. He wants to get to the new releases, so at that rate, we better signal to the bottom of the drive. Here he comes, wheel spinning like only a man with a bag full of ice can. And he pulls up, the springs settle, the doors pop, and here he is, with Stingray. Time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. We've nestled, what's nestled? Oh, listeners, it's a classic. Because if you're a long-term fan of the show, you know I can't do the Stingray <laughs> intro. If you're a new listener to the show, you're thinking what you're talking about. Go back to the earlier episodes, Tom. 
It's a car crash. <laughs> Time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? These are the new release highlights for the week July 22nd to July 28th, 2019. Listeners, these are either out digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your re- in your feed. It could be region dependent. Tom, I don't know why, but that was an absolute mountain for me to climb. I think you made me feel nervous that I spent an extra two seconds doing the Stingray <laughs> intro. Stingray's board, his ice is melting. You better pull out the first pick. Uh, first up, we've got Beyond Two Souls out on PC, July 22nd. That's the important thing there. Mm-hmm. Now available on PC. Yes, it was uh, out on PS4 originally, wasn't it? No. No? I think that was a PS3 title. Was it? I, I think so. Yeah. Wasn't it? Was it one of the games of the um, Quantic Dreams? No, the monthly free game on PS4. Not long ago. Mm, no, we got. Am I uh, thinking of another one no, of their games? De- no, we got Detroit Become Human. Uh, Listeners, okay. if you're listening and you haven't downloaded this month's games, they actually swapped out. Uh, I was going to say International Superstar Stocker, but they don't call it that anymore, do they? Pro Evo. Pro Evo. They swapped out Pro Evo, which was the game of I the I remember month. when that was the best football game. Well, you know, I thought, I don't even like football. Or football games, if I'm absolutely honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I even thought, oh, that's cool, I'll download that. Mm-hmm. And then they swapped it for Detroit, because seemingly the, the fans got angry. Anyway, <laughs> tell on. me about what Beyond Two Souls or uh, PC out July 22nd is actually all about. Live an Extraordinary Life, a unique psychological action thriller delivered by A-list Hollywood performances of Ellen Page, William Defoe. Beyond Two Souls takes you on a thrilling journey across the globe as you play out the remarkable life of Jodie Holmes. Mm-hmm. Born with a connection to a mysterious entity with incredible powers, Jodie is different. Your actions will determine Jodie's fate as she faces extraordinary challenges, danger and heart-wrenching loss on a journey to discover the truth of who she is. That's out on uh, July 22nd, so... Well, I would say... Probably worth a pick-up for some on the mm, PC. I would say, unfortunately, it's probably the weaker of Quantic Souls. Actually, what am I saying? We've had Nomad Soul of Fahrenheit. It's probably got to be better than that. <laughs> one of the only ones of theirs I haven't played. My uh, next title is going to be called Chef PC and Switch, July 23rd. Welcome to Automachef, a resource management puzzler where you design kitchens, program machinery, and watch your genius come to life. It's time to engineer tomorrow's kitchen today. Thrilling. That's my mummy, mummy. Is it? Yep. Biotope PC. No, actually, what am I saying? You can't change now. You've taken it out of the back Tom, of the boot. Tom, you dance over you... titles like an absolute barn dance. I can change my mind if I want to. It was okay. only last episode. Well, you're not having a video this about... week. No video. Fine. I've got one for us both. Even better as well. Right, I will well, wheel it out in a few minutes. Well, Biotope's going to be my mummy mummy. Okay, Biotope will be the most detailed and realistic aquarium simulator <laughs> on the market. Biotope <laughs> makes it impossible to create complex aquarius ecosystems and simulate realistic life cycles of plants and fish. Let's, out on PC July 23rd. Let me tell you one thing, listeners. We bring you the latest and the most up-to-date new release highlights. Even if they're not for us, we know someone out there, Nick T. <laughs> you like a good fish. He, he might be simulator. getting that uh, truck racing sim game that we recommended last week. He said he sounds very interested in it. So, nice to know a listener goes well, off our recommendations. I'm actually a little bit more into it now that I see that the actual winners of last year's championship by Vico are actually represented. Oh, really? Yes. 
Because okay. when I first saw the box art, there was this great big Merc on the front, and I thought, well, that's a bit weird, because what did they win last year? Nothing. Okay. And in the background, in a tiny little thing, you see in the distance an Iveco getting left for dead. And it was actually <laughs> the other way around. Strange, but true. Tetris Effect. <clears throat> Tetris Effect is like Tetris. You've never seen it or heard it or felt it before. An incredibly addictive, unique, and breathtakingly gorgeous reinvention of one of the most popular puzzle games of all time from the people who brought you the award-winning Res Infinite and legendary puzzle game Luminez. Fully playable on either a standard display up to 4K and 60fps unlocked resolution and uncapped frame rate with V-Sync disabled on PC or optionally in mind-blowing 3D on Oculus Rift and HTC Vive. Do you know what I've got to say about that, Tom? 486 gaming PCs only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, have you played that on VR on PS4? Tetris Effect? Yeah. No. I, it looks quite cool. I'd like to give it a go. I'd probably buy Beat Saber over that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that looks quite smart. As Same well. dog, different spots. Uh, I'm having a rummage and I'm going to get us a video out. But this, I can't this, wait this, for this. This video... This better be an absolute... I do, I do hope thing. you remember it because this video also comes sort of bundle with a book. It was a bit of a one you'd do at school. Moondial. Placing Moondial. it on the, placing it on the uh, Let me wheel out a fact that might rock you to your very core. I'm pleased you've heard of Moondial. Of course I've heard Are you of happy Moondial. with the pick? You it want to was filmed on location at Belton House. Very near to the unofficial controller podcast. Near the bunker, yeah. Near the bunker. Near yeah. Farmerton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy with that pick? Uh, yeah, really happy with that local Good. vibe going on. Yeah, That's probably why half the people that listen to the podcast can't understand us, because we're two inbred weirdos from a <laughs> county in the middle of nowhere. Tom, it's an absolute packed smorgasbord this week, so you better... I better move on. 60, 60 seconds, seconds. re-atomised. PC, July 25th. The post-apocalyptic dark comedy is back, remastered and even more radioactive. Than before, scavenge supplies to rescue your family and stay alive in your fallout shelter. Make difficult decisions, hunt mutant roaches and maybe survive or not. Mm, I wish the green screen could run that because that sounds alright. I'll chuck in this then, Tom. Interstellar Space Genesis on the PC July 25th. Interstellar Space Genesis is a turn-based space 4X strategy game in which you attempt to build a thriving galactic empire, discover mysteries among the stars, colonise procedurally generated worlds, and engage enemies in tactical turn-based combat on your journey to becoming ruler of the galaxy. Tom, this next one. Uh, For the artist formerly known as Red Dragon Rius. Pardon? For the artist formerly known as Red Dragon Rius. You can't just call him Red Dragon Rius, can you? Sensei Rius. Where are my manners? All the fans just sort of breathed a sigh of relief. They thought that he might be... Behind me. Drop-kicking through the bunker vent, slamming you to the floor, Red Dragon punching your face. Address me properly. Don't look at me concerned. We've bought more than 14 hours worth of podcast. If we want to put a 14-hour out, we'll put a 14-hour out. (laughs) Red Dragon Rius, Sensei Rius, needs the proper respect shown to his titles. He does. Kill La Kill If. Out on PC, July 25th. Might have been a typo by me, that. Is that? Okay, Kill La Kill, out on PC, (laughs) PC, 
PS4 and Switch. You write it, he'll read it. Uh, it's out on the 26th on the PS4 and Switch, but it's out a day, um, day early. PC exclusive. It is a day exclusive on the PS- PC. You would have thought that PC owners would be wanting to play that Japanese game. Intense thrill. This is the kill-the-kill battle action. Experience the hot-blooded action from the original anime series in this game. New story. A whole new if story plot. Oh, rampage. It about wasn't a typo. In, no, about in the exciting world of Kill the Kill. Pick an executioner. Use your favourite character and pulverise all who stand in your way. Replay the heat. Battle systems to relive the various heated scenes in the original anime. Replay that favourite scene to your heart's content. True to the original, all looks and feels of the original anime series remodeled with 3D cell look technology. I think that might be uh, what they used in the Dragon Ball Z Fighter game, which will awesome look like watching an episode. Very, very clever. Uh, incredible visuals. Favorite scenes from the original series. Cutting edge 3D cell tech, as first seen in Wind Waker, Tom. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> What's probably now a 15 year old game. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on, about, I'm on about it replicating the direct look of... Gnarly combos. Gnarly combos. I'll take this. Songbird Symphony. PC, PS4, Switch, July 25th. A heartwarming... Heartwarming? Whew, tell you what. Sounds like I need me worm tablets. A heartwarming... <laughs> what the hell is going wrong with my mouth? Let me slot my teeth back in. A heartwarming journey of discovery. An orphan chick, Bird, sets off to find his true origins, following this cheerful little bouncing bird who revels in singing guiding through this magical journey of stunning pixel art and gorgeous animation that shapes itself to your musical interactions. Next, Tom. This uh, is yours. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is my mummy. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses out on the Switch, July 26th. Shape the future of the continent on the verge of war in Fire Emblem Three Houses for Nintendo Switch. Lead the students of one of the three prestigious houses through their academic lives and in tactical turn-based battles filled with new strategic twists to overcome. Remothered Tormented Fathers on the Switch, July 26th. Remothered Tormented Fathers is a pure and realistic survival horror video game. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Tom. Too much method acting of being an actor, I think. <laughs> the soundtrack. <laughs> the plot is rich of unpredictable twists, but touching at the same time. Development of the game is similar to that of a film narration where the player perfectly identifies himself with the character. The soundtrack, composed by Nobuka Toda and Luca Balboni, enhances the terrifying atmosphere of the game. The story revolves around Rosemary Reed, a fascinating 35 year old woman who reaches Richard Felton's house in order to investigate on the disappearance of a girl called Celeste. The woman is greeted by Gloria, the nurse who takes care of old Richard. When Dr. Felton understands Rosemary's true intention, the dread begins. That last paragraph, Tom, the story revolves around Rosemary Reed, a fascinating 35-year-old woman, is the sort of thing you expect to see in the Radio Times, a description of this podcast's episode. (laughs) Yeah. In this week's episode, the unofficial controller podcast, the story revolves around Rosemary Reed, a fascinating 35-year-old woman who reaches Richard Felton's house in order to investigate on the disappearance of a girl called Celeste. It's like the sort of books your elderly relative would read, like Danielle Steele's... Um, Mills and Boone. Softcore porn <laughs> for an 80-year-old. <laughs> uh, Moving next us up, on, Tom, let's clean the Tetsumu Party, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, all the hits, July mm. 26th. <laughs> Riddle me this. What sumo walls and dancing have in common? The answer is all of these elements formed Tetsumu Party. Wow. Tetsumu Party is a game where sumo warriors gather to join an unconventional contest inspired by Japanese TV shows. 
They need to fit into funny shaped holes in an approaching bamboo wall, otherwise, well, let's say that will result in a rather ridiculous manner. But what's better than winning alone? Find your friends, of course. In Tatsumi Party, you can gather up to four people in a hilarious face-off confrontation. What is the challenge? You need to control every limb separately, and remember, incoming bamboo walls aren't that forgiving. Hmm. Okay. Next up, I actually genuinely, genuinely all joking aside, think this would probably be my mummy mummy. Yep. Wolfenstein Cyberpilot VR. PC, oh, nice. VR, Oculus and Vive, obviously, and mm-hmm. PSVR, July 26th. Wolfenstein Cyberpilot brings virtual reality to the revolution against the Nazis. Paris, 1980. You're the best hacker in town. Your mission, aid the French resistance by taking control of powerful Nazi war machines. Ram, run down, no, ram, gun down, and burn your way through the city of love. Leaving dead Nazis in your wake. Saddle up, Silo Pilot. You're one of us now. I didn't realise that was coming out. No, snuck out, didn't it? Obviously, uh, it, it's um, released in... Uh, compa- not uh, Conjunction? Conjunction. Conjunctivitis? Conjunctivitis with uh, this. Wolfenstein Youngblood, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, out July 26th. Wolfenstein Youngblood is the first modern co-op Wolfenstein adventure. Team up with a friend or play uh, solo as one of the BJ Blaukowitz twin daughters (laughs) and wield a powerful arsenal of new weapons, gadgets and abilities to liberate Paris from the Nazis. So, yeah. Those games are quite good, actually. The the sort of newer Wolfensteins. I think they've done a good job of bringing them into the... Yeah, the I've, not, I've not really picked up on any of those. I think the yeah, last they're, Wolfenstein they're the... game I played was on the OG Xbox. Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember um, being that great, no, actually. They're, they're worth a look at. They're, they're quite quite good, fun first-person shooters. Tom, before Lord Pontlebury pulls the wires out the back of the podcast, what are you going to hope in? Hang on a minute. What are you hoping to play? What am I hoping to play? Um... I am tempted to pick up Fire Emblem. I'm going to wait for some review scores. You made a promise to the listeners. Why don't you pick it up and review it for us? Oh. You've got the time. Maybe. Maybe. I will. So that's what you're hoping to play? Anything else? Um, hey, watch the usuals. Yeah, yeah, the you know, usual. Battle of the list goes on. I, did, I'd, I would like a recommendation from the listeners, to be honest. Well, they know what sort of games you're into. Yeah, that's a fact. So if you can come up with a <laughs> if you can come up with a mongrel of Red Dead Redemption Two, Overwatch, God of War, God of War, Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth, if you can come up with a game that seems to tick all those boxes, get in touch, Tom. Quickly before we sign out, how would they do that? Um, you can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast dot com. Or direct messages on Twitter or Instagram. And you can also comment on our YouTube page uh, on some of the videos. Okay. Uh, please uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already done so on uh, the formats you listen on as well. Hmm. Uh, what are you going to be playing this week? Ooh, oh, what do I, you hope I to play? sit nervous every week that he's just yeah. going to forget about me. Well, what am I hoping to play? As I've said to you before, or I don't know if I did or not now, because it was probably an hour and a three quarters ago. Listeners, you've probably forgotten what we said as well. Uh, they've got the luxury of the rewind button. They have. Uh, so I need to finish Days Gone. I feel I'm getting closer every week. The listeners are like, every week he says he's close to, but he's no nearer. Uh, I've got judgments sat over there, but I'm probably going to spend most of my time playing Minecraft. At least I'm honest. Hmm. It has a hold of you. 
a real tight grip until it won't let go until we get the VR download for No Man's Sky and then I can live in the world and I, yeah, I won't need Minecraft anymore. Cast aside by like a, a toy you don't want to play with anymore. And Tom, looks like you've got out the old unofficial controller grease again because like a toy you don't want to play with, listeners, it's time to throw this show down like a toy you don't want to play with. Because that's all we've got time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your pleasure, your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, mate.